Hello, my name is Jan Kusacek and this is new episode of our EuroHealth podcast. Our guests today, we have two, uh, are Member of European Parliament Radka Maksová, welcome. And Member of European Parliament Bartosz Arlukovic, welcome as well. And let me start with the first question. What are the biggest achievements of the BECA committee? I think that the report uh, as such is a real milestone in the fight against cancer in Europe. And as a vice chair of the Committee on Gender Equality and Women's Rights, I am really glad that gender perspective and the fight against inequality in gender are at the heart of the report. I am also happy that the advisory conclusions in the report were reached through public consultations and exchange of views with national governments, international organizations and experts. The report is thus based on sound scientific ground and it will bring tangible benefits to our citizens. The creation of a special committee on beating cancer, BECA, in the European Parliament is undoubtedly a historic event. We started from the premise that if Europe has been able to build roads, hospitals, sports fields and museums together for years, then this is the moment for Europe to face its greatest challenge, cancer. The joint work in the EP led to the creation of a special committee to fight cancer. Many countries took part in its work. I chaired the work of this committee. Our aim was in fact a holistic approach to the problem of fighting cancer in Europe. From prevention and diagnosis to effective modern treatment and rehabilitation, but also to the right to be forgotten, or in other words, to take care of people who have overcome cancer so that they can function normally in society. The word that came up most often during our work was the word disproportion. Disproportion in access to modern treatment, to early diagnosis, to modern technology. It cannot be that a breast cancer patient dies in one part of Europe while being saved in another. It cannot be the case that a child with cancer in one part of Europe has no access to modern treatment, while a thousand kilometers away, the same child with the same disease is successfully treated. We must eliminate the disparities in access to prevention, early diagnosis and effective modern treatment between different regions of Europe. This was the most important challenge we faced in developing the Europe's Beating Cancer Plan. What tools does the BECA report provide in terms of addictions management? What are the key challenges in terms of addiction management? Europe's Beating Cancer Plan includes preventive measures on dealing with main cancer-causing substances, such as alcohol and tobacco. As I already mentioned, the report is scientific-based. And this means that we have moved from unrealistic goals to harm reduction policies that will have a positive, tangible impact on the citizens. In my opinion, addictions must be dealt with in a rational and scientific robust way. And solutions to addictions require a coherent and comprehensive approach at the EU level. And so in this context, I really appreciate this report. 
As a more specific example of harm reduction policies, I can say, for example, the use of harm reduction products such as e-cigarettes. COVID-19 pandemic had a big impact on mental health of European citizens. Uh, many individuals uh, refer to digital tools as a relief of uh, stress and anxiety. What is the EP doing to address this? And how is the approach looking in the Czech Republic? Within the European Parliament, mental health is becoming an increasingly prominent topic of discussion. While poor mental health was a huge issue already before, the pandemic further worsened the situation. This is why, as a co-chair of MEP Mental Health Alliance, I have pushed for a comprehensive European mental health strategy, as well as the European Year for Mental Health. Within my parliament group, I initiated a position paper calling for such a strategy. The paper was published early this month. Such strategy is our opportunity to come out of this crisis stronger, to invest in our future. It would help us to boost job and growth, as well as the resilience of our society. It will strengthen governance for mental health, improve mental health services, implement strategies for prevention in mental health, and strengthen information system. I am convinced that such a comprehensive strategy would provide for us much needed coherent action in the EU level and you need the up till now fragmented efforts. Apart from that, mental health has so far been dealt with in several resolutions and reports, and I feel like the most frequently. The Parliament considers policies and action to support good mental health in the context of the digital world. As regards the Czech Republic, I am happy that the upcoming Czech Council Presidency considers mental health as an important topic, especially as regards children. Finally, you mentioned digital tools. Becca reports mention digital tools and how they can be helpful for people experiencing inclusion and people with disabilities. In my opinion, digital health resources, including diagnostics, are extremely beneficial also for people with mobility issues or living in remote areas. The approach towards the management of addictions varies from one member state to another. Uh, there are many discrepancies between countries and regions on how to do it. Uh, what do you think is the best solution to address this? Is it true that there are differences among member states as regards prevalence and patterns of drug use, particularly injecting opioid use? Risk and protection factors such as the availability of treatment and national practices of reporting recording information and coding of overdose cases, including variable levels of underreporting in national mortality database. As we mentioned digital tools just a minute ago, I will take the opportunity to give an example of how beneficial those tools can be in treating addictions. For example, digital platforms and means of communication render therapies much more accessible to a wider number of citizens. 
some project founded by the EU using virtual reality to closely replicate the real life environments in which people face temptation also showed promising results. Now, as regards the Becca report, it deals primarily with alcohol and tobacco consumption. In terms of alcohol overconsumption, steps such as minimum unit pricing of alcohol and alcohol taxation lead to lower alcohol consumption. Nevertheless, the majority of the population remains unaware of the causal link between alcohol and cancer. So, in my opinion, the best way to address this is regulation of marketing and raising awareness. For tobacco, according to the data from 2018, 20% of adults still smoke daily. Key prevention policies include creating small free environments, increasing taxes on tobacco, and offering products that cause lower harm, such as cigarettes. How are the actions agreed upon by the EP in the BECA report going to be implemented? The conclusion of the Becca report are advisory in nature. The Commission issued Europe's beating cancer plan in February 2021 as a main priority in the area of health. Uh, Becca committee issued a document with inputs on the plan and its report supports the implementation of the plan. The recommendation when are directly, especially at member states and the EU institution to strengthen Europe's resilience against cancer. The Becca reports presents recommendation on action in multiple sectors, including guaranteeing of the right to be forgotten meaning banks and insurers should not take into account the medical history of people affected by cancer, adding other cancers than breast, cervical and colorectal to the new EU-supported cancer screening scams and ensuring more transparency in the pharmaceutical industry regarding pricing and reimbursement. Another problem that we face throughout the months of our work and throughout meetings with 118 experts from all over Europe and the world was that of the availability of oncological drugs. In recent years, there have been many occasions when there has been a shortage of cancer drugs in individual European countries. And the health ministers of those countries have fought on their own to gain access to treatment for patients. We must therefore build a coherent system for the joint procurement of medicines, just as we jointly purchased vaccines against COVID, and we must have a tool for the joint European procurement of medicines. This will help to reduce the price of modern technologies, but it will also prevent shortages of medicines in Europe. It will be much easier for all of us to negotiate together with the pharmaceutical companies than for each of us to negotiate separately. Finally, we must build up a stockpile system for cancer medicines. The COVID pandemic has shown us that alone, we cannot deal with a major global threat and challenge effectively. But if we are already working together and jointly buying vaccines, securing Europeans, then in the same way we need to build a stockpile of critically needed medicines for cancer patients. These are the challenges we must deal with. 
the European Parliament will mobilize the Commission to put these rules, principles and standards into practice. There is also some extremely optimistic information. During the work of our committee, when we talked to experts from the BioNTech company, they declared that the very rapid research into a vaccine against COVID had made it possible and had accelerated research into a vaccine against cancer. And this is perhaps the greatest challenge and dream that we're facing today. If the effect of the work of our committee, the joint efforts of the European Parliament and the European Commission, is that patients in Europe will have a standard of rapid cancer diagnosis, a common standard of access to prevention, to effective treatment, to rehabilitation, and to the right to forget the battle against cancer, then this will be our joint European success. In what way will the European Parliament take the work of the BECA committee forward? Now it is time for the Europe Commission to work on the legislative initiatives identified in the Europe's Beating Cancer Plan Implementation Roadmap. The Parliament's role will be in amending Commission's proposal and guiding the Commission's in its work. Furthermore, The Commission established the EU Cancer Plan Implementation Group that closely collaborates with the Parliament and the related committees. The plan will be reviewed by the end of 2024. What uh, will be the role of uh, European Parliament in ensuring that uh, the Commission and Member States will implement actions proposed by members of European Parliament? A key action to take is the harmonization of cross-border care. As European patients face difficulties accessing healthcare and clinical trials in other member states, the legislative framework should allow mobility and access to specialized care for cancer, as well as rare diseases, harmonizing authorization and reimbursement rules. This was also supported by the citizens during the conference on the future of Europe. The European Parliament also supports the extension of joint procurement procedures for cancer medication and medication for rare disease. Steps need to be taken to stockpile critical medicine, monitor shortage and diversify the supply chain. What are the key priorities of the Czech Presidency. What does the Presidency of uh, Czech Republic aim to achieve? The Czech Presidency has taken upon itself to focus on the following five priorities. Firstly, managing the refugee crisis and helping uh, Ukraine, including the reconstruction of Ukraine after the war. Secondly, the issue of energy security. Thirdly, strengthening the EU's defense capabilities, including cyberspace security. Fourthly, the strategic resilience of the European economy and then the resilience of democratic institutions. Overall, the Czech Republic aims to strengthen the resilience of institutions that have a major influence on maintaining and developing values of democracy and the rule of law in the EU, 
leveling the playing field for European and non-European firms and respect for human rights. And uh, what is the role of the Czech Republic in the field of addictology? Czechia has the highest demand for men's in Europe and has also one of the highest level of alcohol consumption. So the field of addictionology is a very, very important one. Uh, in terms of governmental response, on uh, 13 of May 2019, the government approved the national strategy for the prevention and reduction of harms related to addiction behavior from 2019 to 2027. It is a nine years long strategy that focuses on the topics of strengthening prevention and raising awareness, ensuring a quality and accessible network of addiction services, effective regulation of addictive substances and addiction products markets, strengthening management and coordination and effective holding of drug policy. Additionally, there is a strong department focus on the research of addictionology in the Charles University and a progressively developing system of organization of school prevention and social treatment care for addictive substance users. In my work as a member of the European Parliament, I have several times consulted Mr. Vobozel, one of the leading experts on drug issues, who advocates for a harm reduction approach aimed at reducing the negative consequences of drug use instead of drug elimination. I believe that this approach is based on scientific evidence and experience from practice, and I try to emphasize that whenever possible. Many thanks to members of European Parliament, Radka Maxová and Bartosz Arlukovic. And thank you for watching or listening to us. This was the last episode of our first season. New one is coming up. Stay tuned and uh, be ready. We'll be back in September with uh, new content. See you soon.